Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning into the IME Podcast. My name is Dominic Kilworth, athlete, personal trainer, business owner, and personal development enthusiast. I'm joined alongside with Jackson Tippett, who is also a personal trainer, influencer, and fitness model. Together, we are your host of this podcast, where with each episode, we'll bring you an inspiring message or person to help you live your best life. Thank you for spending some time with us today. Now, let's get into it. with another episode on IME Me Podcast. Another guest on board today uh, by the name of Anne Julie, 27 years of age, transformation coach and WBFF competitor out of New Zealand who has grown a huge platform online and um, I think puts out amazing content and has some pretty cool stuff to tell you. So welcome aboard. Hello. Good to be here. <laughs> Good to have you. <laughs> Thanks How so much is- for asking me. No, anytime. I love, I've always loved your uh, content and um, I've always supported it and I think you're doing amazing. And um, yeah, how did it all start about? Like what, when did you start about Instagram, social media and becoming like a transformation coach? Okay, so I'll try and keep it short because I feel like my journey's been really long, but I've actually been on kind of my fitness journey for about 10 years now. So I started... the gym when I got to university and training with all the boys back then it wasn't really like there were a lot of females in the gym I think I was one of the only girls if not the only girl in the gym back then so from there I ended up just I guess like falling in love with getting really strong in the gym and really wanted to learn more about nutrition and training and how best to maximize my time in and outside of the gym. So that kind of was like the start of my fitness journey. And then when I was starting out in the gym, I thought, oh, you know, like I'll take some photos and take some videos. And all of it was just to kind of like document my own journey. It wasn't for anything like Instagram wasn't really a big thing. No one had these you know really significant followings online at all it was all kind of like if you wanted to learn something you'd go to bodybuilding.com and read up there I'm sure a lot of people still remember that website but I ended up just kind of posting on Instagram sharing my journey and I guess people started finding me somehow online and I didn't want friends and family to find that I was really embarrassed by all my gym selfies and things like that. So I kind of made it like a private account with a different name called fit for life. And I didn't tell anyone about it. And as it started to grow and I started to go to the gym, like a lot more, that's when I kind of made it public and just thought, Oh, you know what? Like I'm really into this. I love it. I might as well just let everyone know that it's my account. And so from there it just ended up growing and growing but I actually was on Instagram maybe for about five years before I had the most growth and the most growth came from when I decided that I wanted to compete and I went through my own transformation journey of you know shredding down to get on the WBFF stage and my transformation photos ended up going viral like all over the internet by every kind of big 
transformation page you can imagine and that's what really like catapulted me into it and I had so many people reaching out to me asking how I did it how they could do it telling me all these stories and how they you know have tried for years but have never gotten the results that they wanted and I wanted to be the person to help them so I ended up uh, studying and reading up a little bit about nutrition and training and going into starting my own you know online coaching platform fit with Julie. Yeah, amazing. As you know, there's so many coaches out there um, and you didn't even want to be called like a coach. Uh, I'm the same. Like, you want to be set apart. There's like, every time I look, there's like a new person popping up or this coach or, you know, this person is, you know, a coach. And it's like, what what sets you apart? Because obviously there's so much competition. So how, how do you feel that you differ from another coach and what makes you unique and what makes you actually get your clientele, get results and become well-known? Oh, I love that. Thank you. I still don't think that I'm where I want to be. Like there's so much further and so many more people I want to help from where I am right now. Like I truly feel like this is just the beginning and I'm in my first three years of running Fit With Julie. But in the short amount of time that I've been going, I would say three years is a short amount of time in terms of actually having my platform. Of course, I've been training for, you know, like 10 years or whatever. But in terms of setting myself apart is... I got into it out of, I guess, wanting to be the person to help other people get through, you know, their fitness journey without making the same mistakes that I did. Like when I started out, I have tried low carb, you know, I tried keto diet, I tried um, eating clean, I put that in quote, air quotes, uh, where I pretty much didn't eat anything that I loved. And Monday to Friday, I'd be super strict. And then come the weekend, I'd overeat and go crazy. And I was in such a terrible cycle of like trying fat diets, never getting results, overworking in the gym, trying like cardio and weight training and running around the park and all these different crazy things. And I never got results. And then one day when I was at university, like, you know, I heard that these girls were talking bad about me um, saying like, oh, you know, she goes to the gym, but she doesn't even like look like she goes to the gym. And that obviously impacted me a lot. And I thought, oh, you know, like, why do I go to the gym if I don't have abs? And back then I didn't understand like what a calorie deficit was. I didn't understand that it's not going to the gym that gets you, you know, a lean physique. It's what you do outside of the gym in terms of your nutrition and so for me to go through that experience of trying all these fad diets and doing what so many people do every single day around the world it really taught me what I don't want you know anyone else to go through so then when I finally got an online coach and you know prepped for my first ever bikini competition and saw the results and felt how amazing it was to get those results in a much shorter amount of time than I had ever you know spent before trying that was really the thing that made me want to be that person to help other people get out of like terrible cycles of you know working really hard and not getting results and I think that my desire to want to help people get through that really sets me apart versus going into something you know hoping to make a lot of money or going into something driven by other I guess guess other motivations to starting a business I absolutely love that and obviously it's paying off and obviously you know you're genuine and you love what you do I'm a big believer in um let the passion come first and then like the money will follow I I love that yeah I completely agree I just feel like too many coaches, like legit, probably 95%, they're just after that, oh my God, 
Like, where's that, you know, weekly income coming in? I just want that paycheck to come in. Whereas I legit, I never look at my bank account when I'm coaching people. Like, I actually enjoy the process. I enjoy the feedback. I enjoy the testimonials. I enjoy changing people's lives. And I just feel like if you're a genuine person, um, the money will flow. Do you know what I mean? Hello? You there? I'm so sorry, my um, phone. Hello? Hello? I'm so sorry, my phone cut out. Okay, we'll just keep going. Um, yes, can you hear me? Yeah, so sorry. Um, yeah, so I just feel like when you, when you follow the passion and you love what you do, you see the results, you get all the feedback and testimonials, the, the money will follow. But if you chase the money, I just feel like, you're not actually going to like get the reward out of it and you don't really have that passion for helping people. Yeah. And people can see through that. They can feel through that. Like the, one of the key things that I've always said, even before I became a coach was that when you're looking to choose a coach, you need to make sure that they actually care about you, not just the money. Because if you're with a coach that, you know, whether you're competing or not, say you were looking to compete, you compete and then you're, the coach just leaves you suddenly because maybe you're, you know, you can't afford to keep paying them. Then you're stuck without that guidance post comp, which is so important. Or, you know, if someone's only chasing the dollars, then they're not going to be invested in you actually achieving your goals. And I truly care about everyone that signs up with me, um, whether they'll achieve their goals or not. And I'm so passionate about that. And I think that people can tell when someone's genuine, if you're only in it for a quick buck, you won't last very long. And that's probably why you see so many trainers that will, you know, try and go online or try and become a trainer in the gym. And within like a few months, they've already given up because either they weren't passionate about it in terms of being, you know, keen enough to commit the time to their clients to help those clients get successful or that possibly, you know, they weren't making enough money from it. So they decided to go and chase something else. And I guess I left a full-time job to do online coaching, knowing that, you know, I might not make as much money as I would make in a full-time job. And I left accounting to go into another different job that I wanted, you know, because I didn't really care about the money. And once you've met your baseline needs of like a roof over your head, um, you know, food on your plate, like money doesn't really increase your happiness like significantly. Yeah, that's so good. I love everything you talk about. And <laughs> definitely shows that you're passionate um, the way you express it. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you have three IG accounts? Yes. So I've got, oh, well, I have actually got four, but one oh, of them's just kind of like a backup. So I don't really post on it. Okay. So <laughs> I have, yeah, I have two actually. Oh, yeah. Um, and like, obviously, you know, our main pages, we have a, a similar following. I find that hard enough in itself. And then I added the podcast page, which is like, you know, I get on there when I can. Um, how the hell do you manage three to four accounts? I honestly, I wonder sometimes myself. So when I said that I had a private page when I started out, I never intended to grow a following online. I didn't set out to do that. And this is where I personally think I probably didn't do it in the most optimal way. I wouldn't really recommend having different pages like I've got. So I've got Fit With and Julie, which is my online coaching page, which is for like, 
tips and infographics, my client testimonials and progress because I absolutely love sharing those. Then I've got Anjuli underscore fit for life, which is all fitness stuff and workout things. And then I've got my Anjuli Mac, which I guess is more like a personal account. It's more, more about like mindset, positive life, uh, travel and things like that. So the reason why I ended up with two initially was because I had my private fitness page and then I had a personal page and then I ended up making them both like public anyway so I mean it was kind of pointless to have two but at the start I just didn't want any of my friends and family to see my fitness Instagram and then the fit with Julie one was my third one that I added in, and that was just you know as I started the online coaching I think it's really cool to be able to share like client testimonials and progress and infographics away from my other stuff so in terms of getting content out I do everything myself in terms of my Instagram accounts I don't have anyone running them I'm not I don't really like that I don't trust someone else pretending to be me on my Instagram account I'm always the person on my stories I'm the person replying to people in the messages and the comments and it just comes down to like prioritizing what's important important to me and to me uh, creating a personal brand as well as community is super important so I have YouTube TikTok podcast three Instagram accounts and Facebook and I'm active on all of them uh, at least weekly for podcast and YouTube and the others are like mostly daily <laughs> holy shit <laughs> <laughs> crazy um, you must be on your phone from the minute you wake till you go to bed. <laughs> I am. I'm actually really, it's hard. It, it is really hard to control screen time. And I must admit, I'm terrible at it. But I do really try, like, first thing in the morning, for example, this morning I woke up, I journaled while listening to a podcast and then I read and highlighted some notes and then I did my workout and I try my best not to reply to any messages ideally before 7 a.m I wake up at uh if it's a normal day not lockdown I wake up at 4 30 currently I've been waking up at 5 or 5 30 um but yeah I try not to reply to messages before a certain time in the morning sometimes you know things are important and I have to do that earlier and then at night we always turn screens off at 7.15 at night, but I'm notoriously bad for, you know, sitting on the couch while we're watching Netflix and working on my phone, whether it's writing captions, replying to messages or editing videos. And it's something that I really need to work on, but I just find it really hard to switch off. Like you would know being a business owner, like all you want to do is work. All I want to do is reply to my clients or write captions or edit videos. Like I just love what I do that it makes it so hard to just stop. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's crazy. I'm pretty much, I feel like we live in my life. Like <laughs> I am on my phone so much, <laughs> but I feel like if I wasn't, I definitely wouldn't be at the capacity and excelling the way I am. Yeah. Um, and then a lot of people say, oh, how do you get more comments or how do you get more likes or how do you grow your page? And it's like, there's no real secret. I just put in the work. Like I'm literally doing so much back-end work that people don't see every single day. <laughs> and I think that's what it comes down to. It's just consistency. You are so consistent. Like we met through Instagram and I remember meeting you at 
won the WBFF Gold Coast shows backstage. And like you are all over Instagram, always commenting and supporting people on their um, pages and their posts. And it's really cool. Like that building of community and relationships pays off. And I mean, if you're all over everyone's posts, like always cheering them on and commenting, you know, that's such a good vibe and it's such a good way to, you know, connect to other people. And I think that helps to grow your personal brand as well as your business. Oh, hundred percent. And it's, I've always said this and I always will. It's not that hard to do. It's free and it takes, you know what I mean? Like depending yeah. on how many people's pages you comment on and whatever, <laughs> it doesn't take long. It, you know, to leave a comment or leave a thank you or, you know, nice content or something like that. It's, you know, five seconds. Um, I just don't get why more people don't do it. I really don't. Yeah, so there's two ways to look at it. Like, I think I used to do that quite a lot, and I definitely respect you doing that and being so consistent with it. But because I found that I was on my phone so much, I think you have to really prioritize where your time is best spent. And I think that's so good. It is definitely something I, you know, need to get back into doing. But I found that the best thing for me to do is to make sure that I've got my content going out. So I've scheduled, I don't schedule, I don't use any apps to schedule. I post as it is like right then and there. So I'll get that posted up and I reply to all my messages. I always flag my client messages first. So I always reply, reply to what I call my Julie fit squad first and then reply to any other messages. So I prioritize, you know, active clients first and then everyone else's messages. I reply to every comment on my post and I get my posts up but I really limit the amount of like scrolling I do on social media in terms of you know going through and watching stories and commenting on posts sometimes of course you get carried away but I really just try and focus on like I guess responding to the comments that are on my page and getting content out but it is such a good thing to be uh, active on other people's accounts as well yeah absolutely um I think it comes a time and a place like I think it's a great startup if you want to get known and want to be genuine and get support back. But once you start to get a following and stuff like that, you obviously can back off it a bit. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I just, it's just, it's just it's a daily habit for me. Like I just, it's something I do every day. Like when I go on a walk, I might just yeah. comment on 20 people's stuff. You know what I mean? Like it's just, I don't know. I just enjoy it and I enjoy helping people. And when they get a thrill out of it or I follow them and they, you know, they're like, wow, you followed me. Like, I don't know, I get a buzz out of that. So I just like to do it. That's awesome. I guess it does come down to, you know, those daily habits and non-negotiables. Like I definitely have certain daily habits that I do every day as well as non-negotiables and fitness and business. So with, you know, my overall healthy habits will be things like, you know, I always drink three liters of water minimum, usually three and a half to four liters. I hit my 10,000 steps a day. I listen to some form of like educational podcast or YouTube video. I'll read. Uh, recently I've run out of books to read in lockdown so I need to get a new one but you know I have these non-negotiable things that I do whether it's you know posting on social media every single day on TikTok, Instagram, Instagram, Facebook, uh, YouTube stories and things like that so I guess it just depends what you think is most important for you and what you get the biggest payout of from your time. Absolutely how do you deal with time management? Um, do you do a diary, a journal like how do you deal with all your day-to-day I am a 
big person for to-do lists. So when I was in high school, I was also super busy in terms of, I played like my backgrounds in music. So I played violin and piano and I'd have to practice that at 5.30 in the morning, lunch times after school. And then when I went to uni, I carried that on plus adding in gym, plus adding in studying accounting. So I would like jam pack my days. And honestly, in my first semester at university, I would wake up at 3.30 in the morning. I'd bike to the music rooms, practice violin, practice piano, bike to the gym, train, and I would have breakfast, be showered and be ready for class by 8am. So I'm someone that believes that if something's important to you, you'll do your best to make time for it. And to-do lists are your best friend. So when you're writing a to-do list, write it the night before so that you're already ahead of the day, you know, the next day, if you wait until the morning of, you're like already behind. So the night before you go to bed, write down what you need to do the next day so that you can go to sleep with a peaceful mind without, you know, lying in bed thinking, oh, I've got to do X, Y, Z tomorrow and then worrying that you're going to forget it. So write your to-do list the night before. Have a to-do list, ideally, with the most important things first so you can just tick them off first thing in the morning and then go from there I think having a clear list of things to do each day is a really good way to get a head start yeah absolutely so good um and yeah what you you know what you're prioritizing and what you're passionate about um you should just make time for it like it shouldn't really be shouldn't cross your mind like if it's something you really want to do and you want to get ahead it's just non-negotiable yeah and I think not many people have that idea of non-negotiable, right? Like everyone's ready to make excuses or negotiate with themselves. It's like, oh, uh, you know, you come home from work, you're really tired, you don't feel like going to the gym. Oh, it's okay, you know, you went to the gym yesterday. Okay, so you don't go to the gym today. You can just watch Netflix and you'll negotiate uh, with yourself for a short-term satisfaction instead of like waiting for that uh, long-term type gratification so it's like delayed gratification of you know just uh what's the word like instead of uh prioritizing what you want long term you're just picking the easy option first yeah majority of people do that what is your number one tip for anyone trying to run a successful business I would say that your business needs to be in something you actually care about. I cannot imagine waking up every single day to do something I didn't want to do. And so before you even think about like, a business idea say if it's someone that isn't already in the business that they want to be doing would be to think about like what are you actually passionate about and what could you do long term because I think it's the consistency long term that gets you results whether it's fitness whether it's business relationships so it would be obviously to pick something that you're actually passionate about and want to do long term because I mean you're not going to be successful if you're not in it for the long run and then if you're already a coach or you're already in a business then it's just going to be you know having those to-do lists and setting those big goals so set the big goals set the micro goals that you can tick off along the way to keep you on track and then each day have non-negotiables that you'll do whether it's you know I'm going to post on Facebook every single day this year I'm going to post twice on Instagram every single day I'm going to go live four times a week schedule everything it's like okay on a Monday at 8am I'm going live on Instagram on a Tuesday I'm going live on TikTok or heck do them both in one go and have two phones running for your Facebook Instagram lives or whatever so uh, really pick something you're passionate about 
set some big goals, get a proper plan in place to achieve them, have some micro goals along the way, and then make sure that you're focused from the day to day because by winning the day, you win the year. And that's kind of like the attitude that I have for fitness as well as business stuff. I love everything you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) No, I really do. Um, I can resonate so much with everything you're saying. Like It's like I'm speaking in the podcast kind of thing. Oh I love um, that it's you know a classic case of like minds attract like minds 100% that's probably why I got you on yeah. <laughs> um the one thing I took out of that though is um I do not understand and I used to do this I used to um do landscaping as a job and mm-hmm. I absolutely hated it and I do not understand how people wake up every day and do something they hate oh yes gosh. I know money is a factor and some people just have to it's, it's more than that. It's like one day I just was like, no, fuck this. Like I'm over this. Like I, whether or not I make a lot of money in the first year transitioning to an online coach, I'm going to do it because I know that I'm going to be consistent and I will, you know, eventually make the income in the long run. And it's just my best, tip, best piece of advice is if you literally go to bed each night and you dread waking up the next day, that is bullshit. Like you need to change your, your day-to-day lifestyle. Totally. It is kind of like we're the same person. It's so funny because I was the same. So I did accounting at university and I remember I got uh, a call up to say that I was invited to go to an internship, like application day type thing for one of the big four accounting firms. And I didn't even want to go. I wasn't interested at all. And then my dad calls me up and he says, oh, you know, you're, I've booked you a bus. I've booked you a hotel. You're going. So I had to go to this internship application type day and it went really well. And I actually got offered the internship with the accounting firm. And I said to them, you know, I'm going traveling. I pretty much didn't want to spend my summer working for an accounting firm, but I managed to get it cut short to just doing like six to eight weeks or so. And in the first week, I could already tell like, oh my gosh, I don't want to do this. I turned up to the office on the dot when I needed to be. I'd be out of there as soon as like 5 or 5.30 hit the clock, whereas other people were getting there early. They are staying there late at night trying to impress people, trying to, you know, get the full-time job at this accounting firm. And I just dreaded it. And I would have rather done anything else but that. And so when it came to them asking me if I even wanted a job, I couldn't even, you know, lie and say yes just for the sake of getting money and the same thing applies to after university I ended up taking a job working for a supplement company online and it was an incredible job working online from home uh, for this company and that was awesome I got to travel to the fitness expos and things like that I absolutely loved it and then when it came to leaving that job to do my own thing I took a conservative approach in that I made sure that I would be safe coming out of the job because I think, you know, as much as we could say like, oh, you can't wake up every morning doing something you don't like. Like, of course, we know that money is a thing, but that doesn't mean that you can't, you know, work around your full-time job to build up some kind of an income to make sure that you're safe leaving the job because I am quite conservative and like to be safe. So I worked, you know, crazy hours trying to do this full-time job for a supplement company plus waking up early and going to bed late at night doing my own online coaching until I felt like you know what okay I can leave the full-time job and yeah I'll be taking a pay cut but I'll be doing something I love yeah I love that what's um I think everyone wants to probably know this too but you've gone a little bit over it but what's a typical day in the life of MG 
Gilly. Oh, I love that. So <laughs> I'm going to do a normal life because right now we're on level four lockdown in New Zealand and my routine is like pretty similar, but I much prefer my days out of lockdown. So um, first thing in the morning, we would wake up at 4.30. I'll usually have an oxy shred or like some kind of a free workout, head to the gym. I'm in the gym before 5 a.m. warming up and then I'm in the gym till about uh five so five to six i'm doing weights or whatever and then usually honestly i'll jump on the treadmill and reply to this is when i would reply to like messages or do editing and content on my phone for like half an hour and then i'll walk home from the gym and then i'm pretty much showered and ready to work uh for 7 30 when i have a call with my business partner so every single morning monday to friday we have a business call at 7 30 and then by about eight i'm on to work or emails and things like that and then the days kind of vary it depends if i'm shooting content out with friends or if i'm doing videos for youtube or filming a full day in the life like eating for youtube or just working through emails and replying to messages and getting content planned out so my days do vary a little bit but I currently don't you know have a team to do everything for me so I don't have to go into an office or anything I get the luxury of working from home which is really cool oh my god I'm not even kidding when I say this my day is like very much the life of yours <laughs> that's so that's funny crazy. wow that's um yeah maybe we live the same life <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> funny uh, um, I, I just need to get another ID account and a blue tick that's yeah, what I'm like. yeah. <laughs> that blue tech is so surprising you know everyone talks about getting a blue tech on social media uh and i was so surprised i managed to get both on instagram and i haven't yet got it on tiktok so i'm yet to get that one yeah so how do you actually get a tick because some people say you have to apply something i've never even applied like what's the process so uh, the key thing that all of them, even I actually spoke to TikTok about it. I was so surprised they couldn't when I had it on Instagram. Uh, TikTok's a little bit different, but for Instagram, it's based on newspaper articles of all things. So the way that I got mine is, and the way that I pretty much grew my Fit for Life following was from going viral online. So I've obviously gone around the internet quite a few times for my transformation posts but there's been a few that have really caught the attention of media there was one time when I posted and not oh no like sucking in my tummy versus not sucking in my tummy and by the next morning it was shared on lad bible daily mail insider like every news website you could imagine and that's when i guess instagram picked up that like i was getting shared around and i had quite a few articles around with my name so once that happens then that's how they gave me the blue tick just because i think you might have a higher chance of people like copying your account Ah, oh, see, I've been on the Daily Mail a bit. Oh. Do you still have to reply? Pardon? Yeah, so to, you uh, can. So if you've been on the Daily Mail and you've had like... Newspaper... Um, I was on the Daily Mail, not for the right reasons, though. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh um, no, I have to look into that after this podcast. But uh, um, if you... Hey? As if you haven't heard... You haven't heard about all my past steroids and that. No. Oh, wow. It's on like every podcast. Oh, wow. I need to play catch up. Let me, after this, I have to have a catch up. That's a whole, that's a whole different topic in itself. Yeah. 
No, don't don't judge me for the Google articles because they're old news. Oh. <laughs> I'm definitely if, not that person now. <laughs> if there's yeah, if there's one thing I've learned from all of this is like you really can't judge a book by its cover. You can't judge someone by their social media reel. Like at the end of the day, social media is a highlight reel, and everyone makes mistakes. Like one thing I really don't like, and I haven't spoken about it on a podcast before, and I you know would like to now, I guess, is this whole idea of cancel culture and canceling people for making mistakes. Like everyone changes and grows in time and like you told me before the podcast you're only 25 years old like you know because you've got a following now and maybe like we've grown up a little bit with followings like I'm not the same person I was seven years ago just like you wouldn't be the same person you were five years ago or you know seven years ago when you're in your teens like I just think that these days people look at social media and they think that certain people are so perfect or relationships or bodies and things like that are so amazing but they have to realize that one it's a highlight reel and two everyone's struggling in their own way absolutely could not agree anymore um so how do you motivate your clients like do you have a strategic um like do you have a saying do you have like what do you do when they come to you and they're demotivated yeah, so I think motivation is definitely a word that gets thrown around a lot. I try not to, like, I get the idea behind motivation, but I try not to use the word motivation. For example, like today, I woke up, I didn't really want to train upper body. We're in lockdown. I couldn't go to the gym, of course. And to be honest, I wasn't motivated at all to work out. I really didn't want to do it. But this is where discipline kicks in. And it's like, well, you know, you've got goals. You need to achieve, or you need to put in the work now to achieve them. So it's when discipline needs to take over, and you have to, you know, build that discipline. So, in terms of motivation being a thing, I really try and teach my squad and just everyone, like online through the messaging and the life that I live, is that motivation is going to come and go. Like if I only worked out when I felt motivated, or I only stuck to my nutrition when I felt motivated, like no one would know who I am right now, and I wouldn't be on this podcast with you. So I guess one of my favorite quotes around that is the idea of nothing changes if nothing changes. So if you're, you know, every single year saying that it's going to be your year, you're going to lose weight, you're going to live a healthier lifestyle and every single year you're going through the same thing and you're around this time of the year, we're four months out from the end of the year and you haven't achieved any of your goals, like something has to change and that change will either come from or maybe it's that you need to get an accountability partner and talk to your friends and your family to get them to help support you. So I am understanding that not everyone has the same passion as I do for, you know, lifting weights in the gym, but maybe it's that it's not that you're not motivated enough to achieve your goals it's just that you haven't found something you enjoy so it's about like talking to them and seeing like you know maybe you don't want to work out in the gym because you feel intimidated or it's not your kind of scene maybe you want to go to a workout class or go to a you know park work out with a personal trainer whilst following say the nutrition I give them or maybe they want to do Pilates or a cycle class you know it's about finding something that you enjoy that you can do consistently over a long period of time because if I tell you to go to the gym and you don't even like going to the gym then I mean it's going to be a lot harder for you to stick to that because not only are you like not necessarily motivated for it, but you don't actually enjoy it. So I think it really comes down to writing down what your goals are, then finding out 
how to achieve them. So you're getting a proper plan in place to achieve them. And then also tying that in with things that you enjoy. So if you want to build muscle, of course, going to the gym is going to be optimal, but maybe you're only going to go to the gym four times a week. And then on the other two days, maybe you're going to go biking or go for a walk with friends. You know, it's about finding something that you actually enjoy. You are one motivational, motivational human. Ah, <laughs> I, mean, I love this. I'm actually really enjoying this. What oh, is your favorite quote? Oh, my favorite quote. I have so many. I'm a massive quote person. I'm sure you know. Like I post quotes oh, on my God, Julie babe. Mac Instagram every day. Uh, the a few thing, a few that popped to my head is obviously. Of course, that nothing changes if nothing changes. But my other two top ones I would say is one is the harder I work, the luckier I get because I get so over people saying, oh, you know, you're so lucky to maybe have the body that you have or you're so lucky to have, you know, X amount of clients or you're so lucky to have an online following. And it's like, well, no, I don't think I'm lucky at all. I don't come from a super wealthy family. I don't naturally have abs i'm not naturally like a very lean person at all uh and i definitely not naturally muscly thanks to my genetics but uh, i work really hard and i always believe that hard work pays off it might not pay off every time but if you keep working you never quit it always you know will pay off eventually um, and the other quote is comparison is the thief of all joy. So if you're continuously comparing yourself to everyone else, you'll never be happy because someone's always going to be fitter than you, healthier than you, more tan than you, or maybe have more superficial or materialistic things than you. You're kidding me. That second quote you just said is one of my favorites. Yes. <laughs> like, actually, yeah, I love quotes. Hey. I've actually got like, I think, five different quotes tattooed on me around oh my gosh what's your what's your favorite quote uh it's not actually my favorite but i just say it's my favorite because it was my first tattoo ever <gasps> and it's kind of just the initial quote that i've always stuck by um and it's just simple but it's so effective if, if you actually say it out loud and put it in the plan which is just dream it believe it achieve it oh yes super it's just i love it like you know what i mean too many people don't dream what they want to do so they don't even dream um but then you've got to back yourself up and believe in yourself so two people just start to, they have these dreams but then they doubt themselves that they'll never get there well you're not going to get there now because you've just doubted yourself you know and if you back yourself um and you know go through the the phases of it and you do believe that you will make it then you will achieve it and it's that simple Totally. I think a lot of people lack self-belief these days because like there's so many people willing to tell them that they can't achieve whatever their goals are. And it happens all the time. But the one person that can't tell you that you, you know, can't achieve your goals can't be yourself. Like I'll set really big goals and I'm lucky that my fiance Ross is very supportive. Like he's never been like, oh, you can't achieve that or oh, that's a really silly goal. Like if anything, he'd be like, oh yeah, heck yes, let's go. Um, which is really good. But I know that not everyone has that supportive you know community around them to believe in them and when I started out my journey on fitness and things like I definitely didn't have people cheering me on you know if anything I had more people doubting me than cheering for me but I had a belief in myself that I knew if I put in the work that I get to where I want to be and I'm still not where I want to be but I know I'll get there it's just a matter of time because I put in the work yeah, I absolutely love that. There's nothing better than support around you, whether it's your partner, family, friends. Um, support is definitely what keeps me going and my drive. Um, 
what an interesting story you've had. Like, it's been amazing having you on. Uh, we could talk for hours. Together. We could. <laughs> um, is there a message you want to leave to the listeners and audience? If you could, yeah, leave a message. Yeah, I think, I guess, following on from this chat that we've had, it's like, tr- I truly believe that anyone can achieve anything they set their mind on if they're willing to put in the work and never quit. Like, the only time you truly fail is when you give up on whatever your goal is. So, I guess, always fail forward, reflect if you slip up, reflect on what happened, pick yourself up and keep going. And thank you so much for having me on. Honestly, as you can tell, I'm passionate so much about like helping other people and just talking about goals and dreams and like I could talk all day no it's been amazing um yeah like I usually get my guests on for a segment too um there's so many topics we can go into do you know what I mean and I just learned that you have your podcast too which I actually never knew yes (laughs) I will um, definitely have to get you on my podcast and I'll have to ask you all the questions because (laughs) I'm so interested to hear your past yeah, definitely. And this is what I love about the podcast is the fact that we can collaborate and you're, you know, you're not even in my country, but yeah. we can still have this chat. You know what I mean? Awesome. Yeah. Um, do you just want to leave everyone with your socials on where they can find you? let's keep it so super simple. You can find me on Instagram at and Julie underscore fit for life. Perfect. And with your coaching, do you take on anyone and everyone or is there a niche i am only coaching females this i always get asked like i'll even have a few guys message me asking if like you know i'll coach for men but i'm just so passionate about helping women feel confident in their own skin like that's why out there so only yeah female coaching from anywhere in the world which is really cool yeah that's awesome i like that it uh, sets you apart once again (laughs) <laughs> yes uh, well thank you so much for coming on um, I will let you know when this goes live but um, I can't wait for it to go live and yeah, for everyone listening thanks for tuning in yes thank you guys <laughs>